Welcome into another episode of the Five Foot Nothing, Hundred Nothing Podcast. I'm your host, and I am Five Foot Nothing, Hundred Nothing. All right, guys, we have made it three quarters of the way through the season. We got three games left. What could possibly go wrong? I say nothing. We're going eleven and one, and according to people on Twitter. Things are going to happen, and Notre Dame is making the Final Four. It's not impossible. I personally don't see it, but it's not impossible. And I could spend some of this time, because as I put on Twitter, this preview shouldn't take very long. We'll get there. But I could spend time talking about this rankings that just came out, but like, I why, like why why to talk? What's her talk about? We we've seen it all on Twitter. It doesn't make sense. They want to start from the finish line, and project. I I really I really want it to all blow up in their face. There's obviously an agenda. There's putting teams where they have. Uh, at the top, because that's where they want them to finish. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter what has happened. They want what's going to happen or what they hope will happen. And then, so with that, they're backfilling the bottom part of the rankings with teams that justify what they have in the top of the rankings. I hope it all blows up in their face. I, I really I don't know what that looks like. I have no idea what it blowing up in their face looks like. But I do hope that does happen. And, you know, if that means Notre Dame gets in the Final Four, cool. I still have a lot of concerns and questions about what we would do in a college football playoff. Mostly offensively. Defense, though, has shown some signs of uh uh-oh-ness. That's not a thing, but I'm making it a thing. Some uh uh-oh-ness. Like, uh uh-oh. What are we doing? And then it looks good. So, But offensively, we still got questions and concerns. But we have games to maybe make me feel different about our offense and what we could do. Problem is, I don't know if the next three games really would tell us what that would mean in a college football playoff. Because we are playing some of the worst defenses you could play. Um, We'll talk about this week's opponent, Virginia. But, I mean, Stanford just gave up 414 yards rushing, I believe it was, to Utah. So, I don't know that doing well against Virginia, Georgia Tech, and Stanford really means, well, we're ready to go toe-to-toe with Georgia. Call me crazy. I mean... I've had a few beers, had me a Jameson, call me crazy, or call me drunk, your call, 
One of the two would apply, maybe. Anyway, I'm not going off on the rankings. We've seen them. We know what they are. It makes no sense. There's an agenda. Just, I don't know why they don't just save the trouble. Just one ranking at the very end, and we don't have to see the process. We really don't need to see how the sausage is made because all it does is make no sense. It really doesn't. If that's what they want it to be at the end, then let it be that at the end. I could see the current Final Four being the Final Four. But as it stands now, I don't believe it or buy it or agree with it. So, whatever. So let's talk about the Virginia Cavaliers this week. Watch me for the changes and try to keep up. So, as I said on Twitter, this game is as simple as this. If Brendan Armstrong plays... Notre Dame wins. If Armstrong doesn't play, Notre Dame still wins, but by more points. So, that's it. All right, thank you guys. You can find me on Twitter at 5 foot nothing pod. Hit me up on the emails, 5 foot nothing pod at gmail.com. And thank you all for joining me. Yeah, right. You think you think I want to make it that simple and that easy? No. We're strapping in. We're going to listen to me go on for at least at least 20 minutes. I'm going to try to make this quick. All right? All my Chopping Beef buddies. And please, guys, check out Chopping Beef Podcast. It's worth your time. Jeff, Locks, Beef. I'm trying to make this quick. I promise I am. But I do have some personal things I'll talk about at the end of this show. But... No, so the Virginia game, we're a five-point favorite. I don't, I don't understand that. If Brendan Armstrong's playing, which he may very well play, I could see the five-point spread, and I'd be like, "Ooh, would I bet that?" I mean, I think Notre Dame will win by more than five, but Armstrong is so dynamic. Uh, but the fact of the matter is, if you don't know, and the reason I'm talking so much about the opposing team's quarterback, he broke ribs, plural. He broke, broke multiple ribs in a game against BYU. Now, they had a bye week, because <laughs> why not? If you're playing Notre Dame, you get, a, can, you get a bye week, you get a bye week, you get a bye week. Yep, you, you too, you get a bye week. So, whatever, they got a bye week. But the fact of the matter is broken ribs aren't exactly the most comfortable thing to to live with, let alone play football with. And mobility and toughness and whatnot is part of Armstrong's game. But throw some broken ribs on anybody, that's going to be a hindrance and that's going to make it a lot tougher to play the game of football. And... Notre Dame's defensive line is going to make sure Brendan Armstrong, if he plays, knows that, by the way, bud, you got some broken ribs. Friendly reminder, Isaiah Foskey sends his condolences and a reminder that you have broken ribs. MTA is going to remind you that you have broken ribs. Kurt Heinisch, after the amazing weekend against Navy, is going to remind you that you have broken ribs. So, by all means, Brendan Armstrong, play. 
I don't know if you're making it through the game. I don't want to see you get severely hurt, but I'm also not going to sit here and not root for my guys to pound you into the ground and remind you that you have broken ribs. So, if he plays, how healthy and successful is he going to be? And why is that so important, you might ask? Well, Brendan Armstrong leads the country in total offensive production. He averages 425 yards a game. 425 yards a game. He averages 30 yards rushing a game and 395 yards passing a game. The guy is their offense. Now, 30 yards rushing isn't much, but all things considered, look at our offense. That is, he might as well be rushing for 1,000 yards a game with our mobile quarterback in Jack Cohn because we don't refuse to play Tyler Buckner for whatever reason. After he's shown he can run an offense, neither here nor there. Brendan Armstrong does it all. And the thing is, sometimes he tries to be too mobile because he's also taken 23 sacks. We're familiar with those sacks. They are frustrating. Well, he's taken 23 of them for negative 141 yards. But, you know, I can sit here and tell you how great and grand and wonderful Virginia's offense is. They're averaging 38.9, just call it 39 points a game. I mean, they've scored 43, 42, 39, 17, 30, 34, 48, 48, 49. Like, they put up points. But they're only 6-3 and because secret, they give up points too. But the thing is, all those points are with Brendan Armstrong under center. And, I mean, like, he's he's killing it. He, the lowest, his lowest total in terms of uh, passing yards was uh, 268. It looks like it was against Louisville. But he's 339, 405, 554, 407, 487, 364, 396, 337. I know I said those quickly, but those are the passing yards for Brendan Armstrong this season. He's slinging it everywhere and he's throwing it to everybody. They got five receivers with over 28 catches, three over 40 catches on the season. Just heads up, Notre Dame has one receiver over 40 catches and and they they spread it out uh, I say evenly or fairly however you want to describe it but they've got three receivers that are over 40 well one with 42 catches is averaging 23 yards a catch and then the guy with the most catches 59 catches only averaging nine and a half yards a catch so he's your underneath slot guy is that's Billy Kemp the deep guys, Dontavian Wicks. It's, and then they got Keonton, Keonton, Key, Keyon, doesn't matter. Thompson, number ninety nine. He's a receiver wearing number ninety nine. I love that part of it, but he's got fifty one catches, averaging thirteen yards a catch. But they, they do spread it out. But the fact of the matter is, Brendan Armstrong is the engine that moves all of those numbers, all of them, and. If he's not 100%, which it doesn't look like that he is, 
I I don't know how you don't bet Notre Dame in the five points. In fact, I don't know how you don't bet Notre Dame five in the five points so much. I'm betting Notre Dame in the five points. But I'm not, and I'll get into why I'm doing this. But I'm only throwing fifty bucks on it. Just heads up. It's nothing big. It's just a fun little thing, and I'll explain why at the end of this episode. But here's the thing. That's great. Brendan Armstrong, he's doing all these wonderful things, but he's not healthy. And we, you can't count on that because the backup quarterback is Jay Wolfwork. I don't even look what – I don't even know what year he is, freshman, sophomore, junior, I don't know. But what I can tell you is he's 2 of 6 on the season for 35 yards. And he's ran for 44 yards on 7 carries. That's what you're going to get. Even like in Notre Dame's situation, you know, let's say Cone went down. Well, you got Buckner and Pine. Buckner and Pine individually have a much bigger sample size than Jay Wolfork. And now, obviously, that's because Armstrong is so good. But the fact of the matter is, we don't know what Wolfork is, but I don't think he's Brendan Armstrong. Like, highly unlikely. Because what Brendan Armstrong has led is the number one offense in the country. They have the they average 408 yards passing per game. That's number one. They rush for 136 yards a game, which ranks 86th. I, I'd love to say, hey, that's kind of one-dimensional. I mean, 86th ranked rushing offense, first ranked passing offense. It's kind of one-dimensional, but 136 yards on the ground is nothing to sneeze at. You know, I know it ranks 86th. I get it. And Notre Dame is ranked 91st at 132 yards per game, which... Side note, shout out, last three games, we've looked like we know what the hell we're doing on the ground. Part of that is the defense that we've been playing, sure. But when you go from like 80 yards a game average to 130, you bumped your average per game up 40 yards. I I don't care what, what the reason is. I don't care what the story is. A 91-yard rush by Kyron Williams, I don't give a shit. That's fantastic. That's awesome. Let's build on that because that works too. That helps too. I don't care that they're bad defenses. That that will build confidence within your team. And, you know, you you play confident, you win confident, like it's it all goes together. It's kinda like it, it sounds so silly, but it's like getting a new uniform set. If anyone has ever played sports and you got a new uniform, like that's that gets you like psyched, man. It's like look good, feel good, play good. Well the same thing with you beat on, on lesser teams. Well, you build that momentum. You build that confidence. Like, we can do this. And then you don't even think about who's on the other side. You just go out and do it. It's that simple. But I do want to say that the yards per game for Virginia's rush offense seems, again, seems low. 136 isn't that low, but it ranks 86th. But they're averaging 4.7 yards per carry, which ranks 39th. So... The thing is, they're not running the ball a lot. And why the fuck would you if you're throwing for 400 yards a game? <laughs> why even bother running the ball? <laughs> That's why I said they're pretty much one-dimensional. But damn it, when they run, they're effective with it. So, and the reason they're effective with it is because the threat of the pass is so great. But they're averaging 545 yards of offense per game. 545 per game. That ranks number one in the country. But, again, that is with Brendan Armstrong, fully healthy, under center. Is he going to be there? 
I don't know. But if he is, I don't expect 545 yards of offense for a lot of reasons. Uh, one, broken ribs are kind of a son of a bitch to deal with. Two, I feel good about our defense compared to the ACC's defense because they've put up some of those numbers against North Carolina and Wake Forest and Duke and William and Mary and Illinois. But let's focus on North Carolina and Wake Forest. Not because we played well, we played North Carolina, but we see Wake Forest gave up a million points to Army and then gave up a million to North Carolina and lost. So, I mean, that yes, your offense is good. I'm not denying that. And the statistics play out for nine games. You don't just trip and fall into 545 yards of offense. You've got something working there, sure. But it's not exactly like you've been going up against Georgia and Alabama and Wisconsin and, you know, defenses that are top five in the country. Okay. North Carolina is not that. Wake Forest is not that. And I bring those two up, two games up because guess what? They lost both those games. Why? Because their defense is awful. So, I mean, they gave up 66 points to BYU. They scored 49. and Try to wrap your mind around this number. They scored 49 points against BYU. And still... They lost the game by 17 points. How how do you score 49 and lose by three scores? That's that's talent. I don't know how else to describe that. That's just flat-out talent. So the defense, here's why I'm saying you take the Notre Dame in the five. Armstrong's injury is a part of that. But their defense is allowing 30.7 points per game. But that includes two shutouts, one of which is against William & Mary, who scored three total points against Delaware. So I don't think shutting out William & Mary is a grand feat. Okay, Another team that shut out was Duke. Duke scored seven versus North Carolina. Seven. Total points, just seven. One touchdown. And seven versus Wake Forest. So Duke combined against North Carolina and Wake Forest, two of the worst defenses in the country and in the ACC. They combined for 14 points. So I don't think shutting Duke out is any grand accomplishment. So here's what I did. I took out the two shutouts. I could have even taken out Illinois because they beat Illinois 42-14. to and Illinois scored nine points versus Purdue, zero versus Wisconsin, but I mean it's Wisconsin, then 14 versus Rutgers, and then beat Minnesota by only scoring 14 points. But I left Illinois in there. But if you take out the William & Mary and the Duke shutout, their defense is allowing 39.6 points per game. Their defense is not good. And Notre Dame can totally capitalize on that. Assuming, <laughs> assuming, which we all know the phrase, right? What happens when you assume? You make an ass out of you and me. Well, I hope Tommy Reese and Brian Kelly don't make an ass out of you and me by assuming that we can score 
against a team that's giving up 501 yards per game, which ranks 124th in the country. I don't think that's good. I, I mean, there's 130 teams. If you're ranked 100, you're not last. But, dude, they're giving up 500 yards a game. Please don't make me look stupid. Please don't make me look stupid. You have to be able to win this game by quite a bit. If they don't have a healthy Brendan Armstrong or at all, and their defense is this, you and I've seen what our offense can do. I talked about it during the Navy recap. I know what our offense can do. We've seen it. Just fucking do it, man. Please, just do it. And if there's ever a game where you just want to keep doing whatever works, it's this game. Okay? Because, again, I don't know what Armstrong is going to play or not or whatever, but let's assume he's still capable of putting up 540 yards of offense and we have any kind of lead. Do you really think that lead is safe if he's capable of doing that? Fuck no. So let's stop playing fucking bingo and checking off boxes and making sure we keep sticking it to him. Play to win the game. And goddammit, it should be easy. They give up 267 yards passing a game. And here's the fun one. The 267, by the way, ranks 103rd in the country. Okay? But here's the fun. You know how much they give up in rushing yards per game? 234.8. Call it 235. We'll round up. Sorry, Virginia. Round it up on that one for you. 235 a game. But 235 a game, which averages, which ranks 123rd in the country, isn't as bad as how many yards per rush they give up in terms of their rank. They give up 6.1 yards per rush. 127th in the country. They're giving up 6 yards a carry. And if we don't, again, please don't make an ass out of you and me. If we don't have Kyron Williams and Diggs and Tyree, if he's his toe and all that shit is good to go, if we don't have those dudes running all over Virginia, what what even the fuck are we doing? I mean, really, what are we doing? And sorry for the language, I, but it's, it's become a part of the show. All right. But and here's another thing. They don't sack the quarterback. They rank 118th in sacks per game with one. Woo! <laughs> like, everything points to Notre Dame dominating this game. If Brandon Armstrong is healthy, it's probably a tougher out than it should be. But the fact that he's not healthy or playing at all, which we still don't have an answer to, as I record this late Wednesday night, they just give up so much defensively. I don't know how in the world we don't win and win big. So my prediction is 45 to 21. I think Notre Dame wins big. And I'd love to say we get to 50. But there's no doubt in my mind, if it's 38 to you know 14 or whatever in the third quarter, we're going to sit on the ball and that's it. Thanks for playing. Try to play keep away. Play not to lose. But I think 45-21 is a pretty good guess. 
Well, it ain't no guess. That's what it's going to be. Wouldn't that be sweet, though? That would be exciting. Um, for a lot of reasons. But, and I'll get into why that would be so sweet if I called the exact score on a night where I bet the Irish and the five. It's a small bet. But, that's just it, guys. Like, that, it, like I said, it could have been as simple as if Brent Armstrong plays, Notre Dame wins. If he doesn't, they win, but by more points. Because he is everything to them, and their defense is borderline non-existent. And I, like, I'm, I'm not even th- thinking about the fact that they give up, like, 270 yards passing per game, which we should be able to take advantage of. I'm just looking at Kyron Williams and Diggs and Tyree just running all over the goddamn place. Um, I think it's going to be fun. It's going to be a fun game to watch. And so I there's there's my Virginia preview. It's going to be fun to watch. 45-21 would be an excellent score because I will be watching the game with my brother, a.k.a. best man, my dad, my best friend who will be officiating my wedding, my buddy Corey, a groomsman, and another friend of mine, Curtis, also a groomsman. And if you've put the math together, we're doing my bachelor party this weekend. It's a bachelor, bachelor party weekend. It's going to be fun. We're going to all get together, play golf in the morning, come home, chill out, then we're going to a sports bar to watch Notre Dame, Virginia. And... With everything I with the show that I do and the fun I have with it, I was like looking at the spread, looking at doing this research, and I'm just like, I gotta bet this game. How like, I mean, let's just add to the the fun of the night. It's only fifty bucks, whatever. It's it's just it was about the principle of the thing, just to add a little wrinkle in, into the whole night. You know, so sitting with family and friends and drinking who knows what. Car bombs are on the agenda. I intend to get a video of all of us doing a car bomb, but we'll see. And I say we'll see, not because the car bomb won't be had, or that I will be attempting to film it, but I don't know how much alcohol will be have. Wait, how, how much alcohol will have been consumed? Wow. Yeah, that picture may not happen. I'm, <laughs> I mean, I've been drinking a little bit tonight, but hell. But yeah, I don't know how much alcohol will have been consumed at that point in time for me to take a effective video or picture or otherwise. Because on the golf course, it's going to get a little wild. Then we got downtime before we go out to dinner and watch the game. And we're a drinking group. Let's just call it what it is. In fact, the, <laughs> the groomsmen gifts... Include uh, bottles of liquor of each of their favorite liquors. I don't think you can just stroll into a restaurant with that. But I would not be shocked if those get cracked. Sitting at my house waiting to go out. <sighs> Saturday is going to be awesome. It's going to be a great day. My wedding is until December 4th. But this was the best weekend to do this. And then afterwards. There will be some karaokeing, Because... I can't sing worth a shit, but damn it, do I have fun with it. 
So that's happening. But I'm I'm really looking forward to this weekend. It's going to be a great time. So with that said, real quick, regarding my show and my Twitter interactions and all that good stuff, Saturday is going to be kind of uh, pretty, outside of hopefully getting a, an effective car bomb video and sharing that as I do, a pregame ritual. Um, during the game, it's I'm going to be pretty in the dark. Uh, not because I'm not watching it, not because I, you know, you, you tag me, comment, whatever. I'm, I'll probably see it, but I'm not going to be as invested in being on Twitter during the game. Uh, I'm just going to be watching it with with my family and close friends, and we're, we're that's what we're going to be doing. But I uh, hope you're thinking of me because I got 50 bucks riding on it. And I, I wish all the, the friends I made by doing this, Jimmy and Craig and Ben and Nick, uh, I, Faithful Irish, I don't know your name, but that's okay. I, you don't know mine either. But you can call me Palk. This is going to go that route. The... the Anonymity is fun, but uh, but all the friends I made. I wish you all you guys could come out here and uh, drink with me and play golf and have a, have an awesome day because it, it's going to be a fun one. But I do think we are going to win by a lot. And Nathan, I forgot to mention Nathan. Thank you, Nathan. Nathan is helping some of this happen. So. Uh, Appreciate you, bro. Do do follow Nathan, by the way, guys. Nathan underscore Erbach. Guy knows his stuff. He's so in tune with the recruiting, and uh, he's got his own podcast, Golden Homers. Uh, you know, he's good dude, great dude. So go check him out. But also keep keep bringing keep bringing everybody to to me. I I'm enjoying it. I'm having fun with it. I'm goofy, I'm sarcastic, I'm I'm fun, I'm a Notre Dame diehard, I bleed blue and gold. I love doing this. And this weekend my friends are going to get to see me in all of its glory. They've watched Notre Dame games with me. That That's not a foreign idea. But this day coming up is just... Uh, it means a lot to me. Because I'm finally with that person I should be with for the rest of my life. And I say it in that way because I was married before. But now I'm, I'm with the right person. So getting to kind of do the guys thing and celebrate this before it actually happens, it, they're, they're going to get to see uh, a, a crazy a crazy palk watching a Notre Dame game. And it's, it's going to be fun. Hopefully we don't get kicked out of the bar. I guess that would be... Because I've said this before. I'm dangerous in a sports bar when watching Notre Dame football. We could very easily be kicked out. Cause, cause yeah, <laughs> I, I take, I live and die by every snap of the football. But I've got dudes with me that know that, and they'll keep me in check. Ideally, my dad, cause he had to keep me in check before we got kicked out of the 2018 Cotton Bowl. Because I had some choice words for a, a gentleman wearing a very orange jersey with the number four and the name Watson on the back. 
I said I said some very select things to him. But overall, Clemson fans are nice. He was not. So I, I said things. But it didn't help that we were getting our asses kicked. At the time, I think it was still 27-3. They didn't quite make it 30 yet. But nonetheless, it's going to be fun Saturday. Thank you all for listening. I know I kind of rambled at the end there. But uh, Saturday is going to be a big deal for me. I'm looking forward to it. So until you see me again doing some car bombs with my best buds, go Irish, beat Cavaliers. Five for nothing, hundred nothing, out.